my longtime friend, Dave Marr from the Starroom Boys, DaleWileyShow.com. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm, I'm cleaning the house, <laughs> well, which is something I've so... been trying to do for about 48 hours. And You've got time now, I guess. Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so what is keeping you from cleaning the house? Huh? What is keeping you from cleaning the house? Well, you know, we're all we're all here. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there are, you know, there are certain uh, certain things I'm expected to respond to. Uh <laughs> Certain people's whims, desires, needs, yeah. <laughs> uh, usually in that order. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I've I have managed, I think, to um, to put together a, a, a moment here when I think I will be allowed to. Uh, oh, good. Um, so do you have this house? Yeah, yeah. Okay, man. Got a minute? Well, yeah. so what are you what are you doing? Well, I'm thinking about just trying on podcast form to tell the story of Slusa. You know, okay. and I've been thinking about that for a little while, and I really thought that you know I need to try to get all the people I can to talk about it, and so I just thought let's just start calling people and talk to them about it. And yeah. So that, that precipitated my call. All right. And so when I'm thinking about it, I guess I need to go back and talk about how we met way before Slewfoot. I guess that is pretty uh, early days, huh? Yes. Um, we met in the fall of 95 when I was at the Jesus. University of Florida. Right. Okay. And I was working at Walk Street. Yes, you were. And you yeah. were playing at the beginning of the Starroom Boys. Right. So that was, I mean, that, that was like first couple of years of the Starroom yeah. Boys. I think I always, um, I have this, I have this mental image of a, uh, a ticket stub from a Chicago Cubs game. In okay. nine in 1994. Okay. Uh, that was that I went to with the band the first time that we played. You know that that far. Oh yeah. Out of Athens. Far. So uh, so it you know I, I I have no exact idea of when the band formed. But I know uh-huh. that it must have been at least a year before that. Uh-huh. So we, we must have been together in summer of 93 at the latest. Okay. Well, um, that's interesting because I hadn't even thought about that. You know, I just knew that I came in in what was the very beginning of the band. But you guys had clearly already started to work on a single at that time. Right, which never came out. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it just uh, 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 the first of 
or maybe the first, uh, but w- <laughs> one one of many, uh, you know, things that we recorded in full or parts <laughs> that uh, that were never yeah. released. And the first thing that we that was supposed to come out on vinyl that uh, that never did, and we we still have never had anything. We still never had anything out on vinyl really? ever. Wow. Yeah. There've been there've been uh, conversations with various people, including some that are uh, sort of you know on simmer right now. Uh, right. reissuing those records but uh yeah i uh-huh. have i have never yeah i've never had any of any of that stuff put out on vinyl nor nor uh has my solo thing ever <laughs> well so take me back to the fall of 95 because we hit it off you came with the record source i came to the record source at the time and I just thought you guys were the best country band I'd seen in many years. Well, thank and, you. Um, yeah, I remember that. And who were you hanging out with? Were Were you hanging out with like Belinda West or somebody Lisa like that? Lisa was my good friend. Lisa, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and was you know, she? Where was she working? She was working in the last resort. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I I feel and and you know, of course, Lisa and I became friends. Um, uh-huh. But I, for some reason, I I have some recollection of her working at Cookies and Company with McMahon at some point. Is that? Does that ring a bell know, to you or no? no? She was in law school with me, and so that's how okay. we became friends. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe the whole, uh, yeah, maybe the whole cookies and company thing is just made up. <laughs> <laughs> that but that whole, was, that was very interesting. Decade. And there was a point that you guys did release a single during that time, because I had it. It was. A cassette that was, it had kind of a, it had a red backing on it. That's all yeah. I remember. We, uh, we did, we put out a cassette EP. Um, and if you have it, you're one of the few people who does. I don't um, know that I still have it, but I sure have it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> My dad might have one somewhere. Uh, uh, and I think it had five songs on it, maybe. Uh-huh. And we and I think we only ever sold it at shows and at Walkstree, and okay. that was the only that was the only recorded stuff from the period of Doug being in the band that was uh-huh. ever released that was ever and he finished. He was the one that his girlfriend was. It, it was Peter Berry's ex-wife. Peter Buck's ex-wife, oh, Barry. Peter Buck's ex-wife, yes. Yeah, Barry, Barry, Barry Buck. Buck. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah. And so, um, but basically then, you guys, there was also a Christmas signal. Is that right? Well, we... Uh, we had a Christmas song 
that came out on a Kindercore yeah. uh, Christmas compilation CD. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, called um, Christmas in Stereo, I think. Yeah, I, I got that one when I was back in Missouri. I mean, that okay, there. okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that had, uh, that was, so that song, that may have been recorded w- with Philip. That may have been one of the first things that we, that we recorded with Philip. And we, uh-huh. we recorded it in the practice space, in uh-huh. the star room. Um, that was that's how I know it's Christmas time. Yes, that's right. Which I have taught my current band the past couple Christmases and, and <laughs> played it. <laughs> well, I remember I still have it somewhere. Yeah, that was a good look up for song. It was it was wonderful to see you there because at that time I had no idea that Sufet was coming. Uh huh. <laughs> and yeah. so made an album with Checker Past. We made the album uh, on our own, and we self-released it, and then okay. Checkered Past, then Checkered Past uh, got in touch with us, and they wanted to um, they wanted to reissue it. They they wanted to, to to release it themselves. I think we probably sold a pressing of a thousand. Uh, that we made ourselves um, uh-huh. on a label that we called Strictly Bush. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> as in Bush League, if you right. were wondering. <laughs> um, <laughs> in case that's not clear. Uh, that was a... Uh, that was an in joke that I could only have originated with McMahon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, then Slewfoot came along, or not Slewfoot, but Checkered Path came along, and they uh, they re- they released it, and and they did some some promotion and some. Uh, we never got it distributed overseas. We know, I don't think we I don't think y'all ever got overseas distribution uh not for the, for the second it. one, did you? That's uh, not, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we never got it the way we wanted it. That's yeah. for sure. Um but uh, so yeah, so I I think neither record was properly distributed outside the US. Although right. I I know that some I know some copies made their way to to Europe and maybe Australia as well because I, you uh, know, I, I I ended up doing like I had an interview with some Dutch guy that was translated into Dutch <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and you know published uh, in the Netherlands, um, uh-huh. which was hilarious to look at. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I 
think I remember it. I remember talking to somebody in in Australia as well, and maybe somebody in England at some point. But I can't remember when yeah. those things happened. Whether they were associated with the first record or the second one. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah. And so. We, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. I was just gonna say we had. When we self-released the first record, we did a um, we did a promotion campaign with um, uh, with with Nelson Wells' company here in town, which is still a thing, and they are called I can't remember, but they promoted it to college radio, which. Okay. Seemed like as good an idea as any at the time, and I think we right. like barely cracked the CMJ top 200. Right. Um, and that was, you know, that was pretty much it. They were not college radio stations in 1999. Were not looking for, right. Uh, you know, super um, straightforward. <laughs> country. Uh, traditional country, country. <laughs> not ironic enough is what yeah. I was... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah that and was pretty much the next time that we met I was in Missouri and you guys came through the play and I had already discovered the Domino Kings and we played and we we ended up <laughs> you guys in Springfield you remember that yeah yeah, yeah, I remember that. When we uh, did we stay with you or with, with yes. friends of yours? Yeah, okay, yes. that's right. And um, so that was that was when we were touring for the first record. Yes, because you were going to South by Southwest. Uh, okay, sure. You were in town. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There there I guess we probably went to South by Southwest either three or four times. Uh um and those were all you know uh there were tours attached to to sure. all of those. That would have been first one. Uh well that would have been two thousand. That would have been before the Domino Kings even came out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but sure, I remember that. Uh huh. And I remember you were you were quite impressed with the Domino Kings, and you were kind of thinking that it was in like every other band that you just didn't really like that you got hooked up with that thought they were country, and you saw that they were really the real deal. That that sounds that sounds right. Yeah, I mean, and I, God, I mean, it's been so long, and I haven't listened to those records, you know, in the past number of years. But as I recall, they <laughs> yeah. had a real, they, the way I remember them as as having a real kind of Sun Records vibe. Yeah. Um. You, you know, sort of. Is, am, am I am I right about that? Like a Memphis country kind of? 
They did. They, they had a song called Willie B, and you liked it because the name reminded you of the gorilla. The gorilla. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a drunken conversation right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, sure, I, I'll, I'll buy that. <laughs> well, and so then we kept talking, and that summer you came back to play Missouri, and that was at least getting closer. You were thinking about doing your own thing and had plans, but you know you had other thoughts that a record was going to come out. Um, so we would not have we we would not have you know, gotten very close to recording yet because we already had a deal with you um, by the time we started recording the second record. Yes, you were already doing that on your own, and that's when we started that. Oh, wait, we were already, we were already, we had already started to record? You had. Oh, okay, I don't remember that. Yeah, all right. Um, because I kind of had to sit around and wait and see what whatever you thought was going to develop, if it was going to develop. Yeah, Jesus. I have no <laughs> memory of that. Dale, <laughs> I, I was so fucking hammered all the time that entire, <laughs> like, you know, decade. Um <laughs> The, the 90s and early 2000s, I mean, like, very early 2000s are just like, you know, I, of course, I have memories <laughs> of that time, but I, I was so consistently drunk um, that that a, a, a lot of the details are gone. A lot of the, uh, 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 you know, timelines are blurry and sure. Uh, you know, I get people mixed up with other people, <laughs> and, you know, just, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know that we were having a lot of fun and I don't <laughs> think I was like, I, I wasn't like fucking up my life or anything. But right. I was drinking like all the time, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so what I remember is that you started recording the new album, and you introduced me to Al Moss, and then we started to talk about what a great song he thought that you had the greatest song ever, which we all did, which was Cocaine Party. Okay. Well. And that was that was before we recorded it. Yes, yes. He just raved about it. Okay, wow. I can tell. I don't know if I've ever told you the story about the first time that we that I played that song for the band. Okay, well, please do. Which was also the first time we played it live. I had okay. um. I had started working on that song uh, and I announced to the band in practice one night that I was working on a song called Cocaine Parties and Philip said, if you write a song called Cocaine Parties, 
I'm quitting this band. <laughs> and we all thought that was totally hilarious. And I was like, okay, oh, I am. So, <laughs> so we were in we were in Asheville. Okay. Uh, shortly after that, and I had finished that song. Um. And we we played a show where we were headlining, uh, and we finished our set, and we probably did an encore, and people were still hanging out and going, "Oh, more!" You know, and you know, it couldn't have been more than fifty people, but right, you know, it, it was it was a good show, and it was a and right. it was a fun, enthusiastic crowd. Uh, and and I was like, hey, hey, you guys, I got this new song. I got this cocaine party song. Let's let's play that. And they're like, okay, uh, whatever. We'll uh, <laughs> let it, let us go to the bathroom and get another drink. Uh-huh. Um, and we'll meet you back at the stage. So I get my you know beer or whatever, and I get my shit together on stage and tune up and grab you know find the lyrics in my case or whatever right uh and gradually people from the audience start joining me on stage because each member of the band individually had recruited a member of the audience to um to play his instrument okay um (laughs) so i so i played cocaine parties for the first time in public which was also the first time anybody in the band heard that song right um with either three or four strangers none of whom i remember who they were uh, <laughs> <laughs> in Asheville, North Carolina. Right. At, you know, one thirty in the morning or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of good stuff happened in Asheville, I think. Huh? It, it seemed like there were a lot of good or Western Carolina. It always seemed like there were good things going on in Western Carolina. You know, I always felt a little weird in that area. We 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 played a couple shows in Black Mountain too, which is you know adjacent to Asheville more or less. Uh, and we had we had some fun shows up there, I think. <laughs> but I always felt like the I don't know the crowd always felt a little a little uptight. Uh-huh. Uh, and the venues felt a little uptight. I don't know. It's just. It, it, I know it's a. I know it's a progressive southern town, and it has been for you know for for some time. But it also felt kind of bougie. Um, uh-huh. And it, yeah, I never I never really felt at home there, or like we you know had 
our people there. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm sure we, yeah. I, we, we probably did, you know, like there probably were people there that, that were, you know, super cool, sweet people and devoted fans and, you know, whatever. But I just, I, I, I never felt like that was <laughs> the thing <laughs> going on there. Uh, um, yeah, it felt like a place where, Hey, hang on a second. My, uh, my child has approached me. One second. Uh-huh. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put my headphones back in because for sure. some reason I, it was a little easier for me to uh, to hear you. Could you, have you been hearing me? Okay. I'm hearing you fine. Okay. Hang on just a sec. You got me. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Great. That that helps me a lot. Um, <laughs> cool. So. Yeah, I mean, what happened? Um, well, first of all, the guy who did the mastering, um, fucked up a couple of the songs, including the first song. Yes. Which was, you know, and we we had a chance to to catch it, and you know, he gave us a proof top a, a CD for you know to proof it uh-huh. and we all listened to it and none of us noticed yes. that the uh, you know just like the, the, <laughs> the opening the opening like string strikes on White Lies the first song and right. Cocaine Parties had both uh-huh. been clipped off uh-huh. uh, and I only noticed it immediately after getting the first shipment of actual CDs, which I think you'd pressed. <laughs> what, how many did you press? A thousand or two thousand or what? It was probably a thousand, but a two thousand might have been a two. Who knows? Yeah, um, and you know, it was that was three days before the CD release show or whatever. Right. Um, and what did they? How did that get resolved? Did they agree to like split 
the repressing with you or something. It was. I remember that we had something done. I remember that was a big deal, but I don't remember how it came out. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, of course, the 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 thing about it was that no one else noticed. You know, right. I mean, like, but they would have eventually. You know, <laughs> I mean, right. And I and I, I suppose it's not. I, I shouldn't say no one else noticed it. The the point was no one else cared. Yeah. Um, but I cared a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was bullshit. That was stupid. Um. But we got past it, and I think what we ended up doing was like we sold those CDs. We probably sold all of them. And just told yeah. people, we may have like had a had a little note printed out that said uh-huh. if you if you would like to exchange this for a corrected pressing, uh-huh. uh, you know, send it in to this address and we'll and we'll replace it. Right. And as I recall, almost no one did. <laughs> the bootleg copy. Right, right. <laughs> I wonder if I still have any of those original, uh, original. I remember you know. whatever we did. I think we'd only done them in some sort of like initial format that probably did not, not include all the artwork because I remember that that was kind of deal too. That Chris Billheimer took forever to get the artwork. Did he? Sound familiar at all? Well, not really. Not uh, that doesn't sound familiar, though. Of course, it 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 should have happened. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um. But uh. But I mean, by the time, but I don't remember selling any CDs. You know, without the full yeah. package. Uh, I think what happened was I think we had a thousand of them printed, but they were not going to be full market copies. I think that's what happened. Huh? You know, I don't. I don't remember. Or could it be that like we had to assemble them ourselves or some shit like that? Who knows? I don't know, man. I don't and know. I've slept a few times since then. <laughs> yeah Um, yeah I don't remember hang ups with the art although I'm you know I have no doubt that Chris was super busy at that time right Um, he had uh, he had done our he had done our first record your artwork was always spot on. Always great stuff. More with Dave Marr after a break. DaleWileyShow.com Do you love music? Do you know about the musical map of Missouri? Dallas Wayne, Chuck Berry, Dave Alvin, Robbie Folks, The Skeletons, The Ozarks. 
Dark Mountain Daredevils. Uncle Tupelo. Wayne Carson. Nellie. Lou Whitney. Symptoms Morales. In City. Jeff City. St. Louis. St. Joe. Columbia. Buckle of the Bible Belt. The studio on South Avenue in Springfield. 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 Missouri. Add the Missouri Music Podcast to your list of favorites. Lawyer, author, and Slewfoot Records label owner Dale Wiley takes you on a musical trip around Missouri while raising funds for Musical Map of Missouri, a nonprofit organization which will help ensure Missouri musicians affected by COVID-19. Visit MissouriMusicPodcast.com for more information. Tune in to the Missouri Music Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Back with Dave Marr, DaleWileyShow.com. Well, he, he did the first one for free, or he refused okay. payment for it because we were putting it out ourselves. Uh-huh. And then we were trying to pay him for the second one. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I don't remember if that complicated anything or I don't made anything take longer. or. Um, but I remember feeling a little awkward about that because I felt like we owed him (laughs) (laughs) on some level, you know? Um, And he didn't care. You know, I mean, he was, he, he was on salary with REM or retainer or whatever, you know, it it didn't, it it did not matter to him. He was doing better (laughs) than anybody else I knew. Uh, but it was just that, you know, we didn't want to take advantage of friends or whatever. And I think I was sort of acutely aware of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't remember how that played out. Um, so when did that record get released? When was that show? It came out in the spring of 2002. Okay, so the copyright is 2001, but yes. the uh, but yeah, it must have it it must have been released at the very beginning of 2002. Yes. Um, and then we went to South South by Southwest. Yes, and had a great party there. Yeah, and what was that that was with that was with the whole stupid lineup that was right the most complete soup I ever got with have okay. a call and you know star boys and we had so Porter many people Hall. to see yes and were domino kings there yes they were everybody was there okay and what Mark was the name Mark? of that huh Oh, Florence Door, that's right. Yeah. She was fun. She she played a show with us. She ended up playing a show with us in Athens once. Yeah. That's why it was just a big party, and I had a lot yeah. of fun there. That was great. Um, Hang on one sec, yeah. What's up, love? Um, can you, uh, will, will you, will you give me 15 minutes to finish this conversation? This is, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, 
Yeah, give me 15 minutes, okay? Um, this is this is uh, an old friend who I, I told I would talk to for a little while today, um, and I'll be done, and I will be done in 15 minutes. It's uh, it's 3:30 now. Let's say 3:45. I'll help you out, okay? All right, let me be. No, let's not do that. Let's not do that, okay? Um, give give me fifteen more minutes, all right? I'll uh, I'll I'll help you out after that. Okay. Scoop. Let me talk on the phone. Hey, sorry. Okay. All right. Um. So right, we had that we had that party in Austin. Uh-huh. Uh, and so around that time, there was a point that literally we had four albums on the Americana top forty. We it represented one tenth of the chart, <laughs> which was a big nice. for Almas. Sure, Pretty sure. Good. Don't remember exactly what it was, but I do remember that we did have a week that we were all that were ten percent of the top forty. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> cool. I, I I yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I was ever aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. Well, awesome. and it was pretty shortly thereafter that you guys broke up. It right? was. Okay, so I got married that summer, and then I think that fall we did another tour, uh-huh. uh, and we broke up immediately after getting back from that tour, and it would have been <laughs> yeah. like October, uh-huh. um, and it was a... Uh, it was a bit of a spectacular breakup, unfortunately. <laughs> sure, I'm sure you have some recollection of that. But we had gone down to. Oh, but wait. Um, before we get to the that sorted bit, um, <laughs> do you remember our photo shoot in Kansas City? I remember that you. Went to Kansas City because you were getting your pictures taken there. Didn't didn't you hook us up with those photographers? I did. I did. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, and the day that we had for that was like forty degrees and pissing rain. <laughs> right. It was horrible. It was horrible there. And it was March. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, and we were, uh, we were like wandering, or wandering around in this sort of industrial part of Kansas City. Got great uh, pictures out of it, but, you know. Yeah, there were a few. There, the, God, I always hated our posed promo photos. None of us could ever figure <laughs> out what to do with our 
faces and bodies and hands. (laughs) (laughs) Why, I think we always, uh, well, what did we, first record we used a posed photo on the back that was really just sort of a candid photo by Jason Thrasher of us drinking in Uh, Manhattan. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then the stuff, uh, the stuff on, on the Slewfoot record is uh, mostly by Daniel Coston, uh-huh. that guy from uh, from Chapel Hill. Right. Where we did have we we had a community there. Yeah. Um. We had some we had some friends there, and we also kind of had some. In a weird way, we had a uh, we we had a little bit of a community in uh, in Chattanooga. Okay. Uh, which that um, that like fan community, in retrospect, or like immediately in retrospect, struck me as having been just like completely soaked in alcoholism and that was like <laughs> that that was from you know from my point of view which you know <laughs> should 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 say something uh, <laughs> but like yeah i mean my god people in people in chattanooga were loaded <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're out, Alan, we had, we had some great, uh, some great shows in Louisiana. Uh Um, there was that, um, there was some place that they had a lot of, that a very open, whatever happened there, it sounded like, I remember hearing about that because there was some parish in Louisiana that would just have the best parties in the world. Yeah, it was um, new. Oh, what the hell was that? Was that town called? It was a little town between, more or less between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Uh-huh. Um, that there was a motor court there. Some folks had had bought an old motor court and they had fixed up the little individual cabins uh-huh. um, adorably, <laughs> and and they and then they had a they had like a restaurant and bar, uh-huh. like a big cafe kind of place uh-huh. where they would they would bring bands in. They'd give them four or five hundred bucks and put them up for like sometimes they'd put us up for two nights okay in uh in these little you know these little they'd give us each a little cabin in this motor court and it was fucking beautiful it it was always (laughs) we I, i think we went there like three times uh-huh. And a couple of them were like, you know, on the way to or from South by Southwest. And so uh-huh. it was always this, this, 
you know, really welcome, you know, break in, right. you know, kind of a frantic tour where we, you know, we're not making any money and we're not right. sleeping in good places. <laughs> um, and what the hell was that place called? I'll think of it. That's the point. Um, I don't think I've ever forgotten the name of that place before in my life. Uh, <laughs> just can't think of it now. New Hope or Reston or something like that? No, nor was it like New Iberia or um, <laughs> it might not have been. It might not have been New anything. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't. I I, okay. I can't think of it right so now. Talking about um, the breakup. Oh God! Uh, you know, basically, um, we were on tour. Uh, I so Cole Skinner was booking us. Uh-huh. Um, you remember Cole? No, I remember the name. Yeah, he lived in Atlanta, and he had this booking agency called Radiogram. Um, So he was booking our shows and he had a, um, Jesus, we were were on this tour uh, that was mostly Louisiana, but we, we, we played in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Okay. We played in, and I think we played in Little Rock as well. Um, and we probably played Tuscaloosa, or, and we just had some crappy shows. Um, uh-huh. And he he called me on tour to uh-huh. say that he had an option to uh, to put us in like Starkville, Mississippi where, I mean, we knew literally no one. And I think the uh-huh. guarantee was going to be a hundred bucks. It was totally out of the way. Uh-huh. Um, and it would have, I, I don't know, maybe it would have been a bridge to another show, but it was like, it was a bad idea. It was not, uh-huh. it, it was not a good show. And so right. unilaterally, I just said, no. We'd rather go home for the weekend and then go back out, you know, and 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 catch these other shows. And I told the band after our show, I think in Little Rock, and Bob Fernandez just lost his shit, like, <laughs> and and read me the riot act in a hotel room for two hours. Um about, you know, how I wasn't dedicated to the band and all I cared about was myself. And I was, you know, uh, you know, I mean, it was like, it was real personal stuff. He was, he'd clearly been, he'd been bottling some stuff up for a while. And, you know, (laughs) it it was just, it was just bad. Um, And... After that, we still had like, I think we had three or four more shows after that. 
okay. before we before we were going to be home, including that um, that place in Louisiana. Okay. Uh, and I remember I remember being in there. I remember being in that town uh, and going to a phone booth and calling Krista. Okay. And and telling her, I'm. I'm splitting up the band after after we get home. This is just uh-huh. this is just not worth it anymore. Um, right. And I did. <laughs> we, because we got, I remember, you know, I had that conversation with you, and I remember that I was in the parking lot of the Battlefield Mall in Springfield, and then hearing that and just being floored, you know, that this is what was going on, and you know. There's, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was sad, but you know, the, there had also been. I hadn't been writing songs in about a year. I think at that point. Uh-huh. Um. I. You know. I was feeling. I was feeling run down and uh, and self conscious about you know playing the same set of songs or the same you know basic you know collection of songs Mm -hmm. over and over again and didn't really feel like there was uh you know new stuff coming right um and so it was kind of the right time but it Uh just you know it took that horrible (laughs) <laughs> uh, episode to to really push it. <laughs> Are you everybody cool now? What's going on now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Bob and I, um, were we we were on pretty guarded terms for. A year or so after that, uh-huh. but we're we're friends again. I mean, I I don't see him more than a couple of times a year, and we don't like get together on purpose or anything. Right. Uh, you know, our lives have gone different ways, but he's still in town. Sure. Uh, and um, you know, McMahon is in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, he um, he went through. He was already going through some really rough times. Uh, when 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 we split up, things had yeah. gotten really things had gotten really dark for for McMahon, mm. um, and that was a thing as well. Uh, you know, to be honest, we um we didn't know what was going to happen with him. We were uh-huh. very worried about him. Uh, right. You know, I mean, he was he was very seriously suicidal um, um, for for a you know kind of a kind of a prolonged period there and uh, and it was and he was also uh, you know acutely alcoholic um, right. so when we when we split the band up. I think that was kind of an opportunity for him also to just sort of uh, cut his ties 
and he moved right. to Atlanta. He moved he moved to his parents' house in Atlanta, and he okay. has lived with his uh, he's lived with his mom ever since. Oh wow! Um, and his his dad passed away at some point in there, uh, but he has just he's lived with his mom and been very much a loner. He he does not come back here hmm. at all. Um, he doesn't do social stuff. He seems happy enough. I mean, he, he works and interacts with other people, but he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't right. have any kind of a social life. He, he, uh, he's sober. Uh, and he has, he's come over here maybe three or four times since hmm. Sally was born. Okay. Um, to hang out with us and to get to know her a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, so they're familiar with each other. Uh-huh. But w- but uh, we are literally the only people in Athens who have seen him wow. in 15 years. Wow. Um, yeah, and he had dear, dear friends. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's his deal. Johnny Neff, of course, you know, he's still yes. plugging away and, and right. uh, you know, well-known <laughs> and beloved. Uh, right. Always busy. Yes. Um, and Philip, what's he doing? Phillips in San Diego. Uh, oh, wow. He has been there. Jeez, he's been in San Diego for 10 years, maybe. Okay. He, uh, he, got, he got married uh, to a woman who's a veterinarian. Okay, that sounds good. Um, she, she was in vet school here. And when she finished that school, she had signed up for a program with the United States Army, whereby they paid for her entire, um, you know, school, whatever, three, three years in vet school, whatever, however long it took her to get her degree in exchange for a two-year hitch as an Army vet. Uh-huh. After after she graduated, and so her first posting was in San Diego. Uh, wow. So they moved out there together. She was an army vet uh-huh. there, and then they I think they they had to go to Tacoma for a year uh, after that. But um, when that was done, they found that they wanted to go back to San Diego. Well, that's cool. Um, and so and you're still in Athens. We are still in Athens. Yep. And what are you doing now? Well, uh, what am I doing? I've got, I've, <laughs> you know, I made that solo record a couple of years right. ago, which exactly. I would love to do another one. Um, but uh, I haven't been, you know, I still have, the same band, except uh, except Sayer is no longer around. She's, okay. Um, she's been moving 
around the country doing her own thing. And I, you know, I mean, she she's back here every now and then, but uh, uh-huh. but we don't we we don't have a chance to play with her anymore. Uh, she's been in Nashville and LA and back again and uh, yeah, so she's uh-huh. been occupied. Don and those guys still playing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Donnie and Alan, Brandon and Bo. Uh, okay. But um, we haven't we haven't played since right before Christmas. We did okay. a Christmas show and then uh, and then right after uh, right after that at the turn of the new year, I um, I decided to quit drinking. Oh, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a good I idea. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed like, you know, I'm 50. Right. I, I pretty much got away with it for, you yes. know, <laughs> 35 years. <laughs> Whatever it yes. was, you know. Time to uh, time to. It seemed like cutting my losses would be uh, not a not a bad idea. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's been an adjustment, and I okay. you know I I had actually planned to get back to practice uh, last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, so that's not happening. Uh, so I just have to figure out how to um, sort of readapt my routines and practices uh, so that I can get myself back to uh, making music. Right. You know, I've got I have enough songs for two new albums. Oh wow! Uh, and you know. I would love to record them, but they're not really ready to record. Right. Um, they need, you know, they need work, and yeah. you know, uh, and then and then they they need the recording needs to be paid for somehow by someone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's, you know, there's that too. Uh, and people don't people don't really do that very much yes, anymore. It doesn't have um, any. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so uh, what are your best memories of Sufut? Well, I mean, that that big party in Austin, I remember, oh, yeah. uh, you know, being a, being a big time, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, I... I remember um, I I really liked Florence. Uh, uh, now now that now that you mention her, I had I, right. I haven't thought of her often, but but she and I actually became friends. Yeah, like I would really talk I would nice. talk to her on the phone every now and then. Uh-huh. Um, and so I, I and and I liked the. Uh, you know the Domino Kings, of course. We did. We 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 did. Didn't we do a little trip with them? Didn't we do like 
He played the dates out there. They came down there. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, And the Porter Hall folks, they they were sweethearts. Um, (laughs) Especially, is it Molly? Is that her name? Molly Conley? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is that, was that her name then, or is that her name yeah. now? I, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember getting on really well with with her. Um, sure. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a weirdly truncated time, you know, because it, <laughs> yeah. it, it just because of the way that it. Uh, that it ended, obviously. Um, So in a way, you know, in my, in my memory, uh, you know, it does have that sort of, um, this oddly partial (laughs) feel, you know, this this sort of incomplete, uh, there's a a sort of incompleteness to it, um, which is too bad. Um, yeah. And you know, it's not a reflection on the label. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's just that, but that period for uh, for me and uh, it was label um, music. Period of music. Music was. It was music. what? It's the period that the music was at that time. It, yeah. it was after nine eleven and everything else, and it was saying. Right. Yeah, that's that's right, and I remember. Um, I even remember having a conversation uh, with the band about the title of the record. So uh-huh. I'd written that song and we'd recorded it, and I was like, "I think this should be the name of the record." Um, and Bob was like, "I don't. I. I, I think that's. I think that's too topical." Uh-huh. And I was like, "What in the world are you talking about?" <laughs> I mean, like, I literally, I literally didn't know what he meant by that. Right. <laughs> like, I, I it, it just had never occurred to me that, you know, that that phrase, that you know, song title, and those lyrics could be interpreted as, you know, a comment on, you know, the actual you know, like a political reality right. or whatever, <laughs> you know, global uh, war or anything, you know, I mean, it just, it, it never entered my mind. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, once Bob pointed it out, I was like, oh, God, well, <laughs> geez, maybe. Of course, it changed you know, everything, for sure. I, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it it definitely changed the mood, for sure. (laughs) Definitely did, definitely Um, did. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have some, some vague, fun memories of, of, being in Springfield and of there being, you know, and of course it's been so long 
since I've <laughs> seen any of these people other than other than you. Yes. <laughs> but I, you know, I do remember there being a tight group of friends that you know that was oh, your yeah. circle, um, right. who were really invested in in the in the label and in all the the bands on the label, and and and, and that was a cool vibe to be around. It was um, cool, yeah. And you got to stay out at the people's house, and that was fun, and it was all a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And so thank um, you for spending an hour with me talking about all this stuff. Yeah, really absolutely. Of course. All right, man. I'll let you know when it comes out. Definitely. Okay, Dale. Well, thank you, and I hope you guys are doing well. I'll Take do care it, of yourself. And yes. We'll, uh, all right. Well. All right. I'll talk to you later, man. Okay, Bye. sure thing. Bye-bye. The best Georgia-Missouri connection Star Room Boys, DaleWileyShow.com.